Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome and happy St. Patty's Day. It is a day of lots of fun and I hope you're wearing your green so that you don't get pinched. (laughs) Welcome. We're going to have a great show today. I celebrated a birthday last week and, you know, being in my 50s has been better than I could have ever imagined. I had no idea when I was in my 20s, my 30s and my 40s that 50s was where it's at. And so today we are having a special guest that is going to talk about Aging Boldly, and she does some amazing things with women over 45. But before we dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about becoming 50. You know, uh, there is a woman by the name of Jean Shinoda Bolin who has written some incredible books, and she has a book called Goddesses in Older Women, Archetypes in Women Over 50. So I wanted to share a little piece of what she wrote. On becoming 50, most of the women I know are celebrating instead of denying their age. Turning 50 may have been an over-the-hill marker for their mothers, but it's a day to break out the champagne for them. Becoming 50 is inspiring reunions of girlfriends who have reached this passage year together. It's party time for some and a time for rituals or retreats for others. Most women at 50 are also celebrating how young they still feel and look. Even so, there is still a certain unease at growing older. Women reaching 50 do not have many clues about who they might become or know the potential energies that menopause can bring or understand that they are on the threshold of a phase of their lives in which they may become more themselves than at any other time before. And I would have to say that that is true. I am more myself than I ever have been before, and I guess I'll continue to be more of me. Next Tribe has been founded by Jeannie Ralston and Lori C. Katz. And today my guest is Jeannie Ralston, the co-founder of this digital magazine and community for smart, engaged women over 45. Next Tribe's mission is to inform, promote, and connect women who are determined to age boldly. Ralston's work as a journalist has been published in National Geographic, Life, The New York Times, Condé Nast Traveler, Allure, and many other magazines, and her years growing lavender in rural Texas was the subject of her memoir, The Unlikely Lavender Queen. She also has an e-book, The Mother of All Field Trips, which was about the three years she and her husband homeschooled and traveled with their sons. She will tell you that aging boldly is a state of mind and that Next Tribe is a lifestyle network for smart, engaged women over 45. The mid-50s, so many women are in their mid-50s and grappling with the current or impending empty nest syndrome. And we're going to talk about that and so many more things that are related to women as they age. Welcome, Jeannie, to 1111 Talk Radio. Well, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love what you're doing. I have been following for a while and have noticed all the different types of topics that you discuss, the offerings that you have for many individuals, the retreats that you're posting for women to get together and connect. And I think in this time, especially after a year of the pandemic, women are feeling lots of different ways. Uh, some are feeling the, the, the anxiousness and readiness to get back out. Others 
are uh, going through their own emotions and things after having been in. And then there are women that are really elated about diving into the next phase of their life. And you know much about that because you have shifted and changed in many different arenas of your life. Talk a little bit about uh, what had you truly decide to initiate a tribe like this with your co-founder, Lori C. Katz? Uh, well, it, uh, it came when my youngest son went off to college, and I had, as you mentioned, I homeschooled for three years, so I have to say I was a very involved mom. I mean, I was writing the same time I was being a mom, but, I, it, you know, my kids were everything, and so I had a little bit of a crash, like, oh, you know, what What happens now? And so I went online to look and see what else, you know, what happens now for me and what are, what's out there, what's, you know, to, to help propel me into the, the future. And I just wasn't in love with anything that I found online when I did that search. I was, uh, I didn't feel like what was out there was really acknowledging that, we have still so much to give and we're still feeling young inside. We're still feeling like 28. We still are a little bit goofy where we can talk about everything with, you know, the way I am with my girlfriends. We talk about politics. We talk about books. We talk about, you know, the celebrities that we have crushes on or, you know, (laughs) we maybe we go on road trips, we gossip and, and it just, um, I wanted something that reflected that, that kind of, that there's a certain kind of freedom at this age. And, we, and I, nobody I know feels sorry for ourselves for being over 45, over 50 or whatever. We feel emboldened. We feel kind of, we got a little fire under our behind. And so I wanted something that reflected that. And, and I thought, well, I've had a lot of experience in magazines and writing, so you know, why don't I just dive in and try it myself? <laughs> mm. You know, I think that that's a place that a lot of women approach at some point, whether it is transitioning out of a career that they had or whether it's the children that are, you know, graduating and leaving home. There is this space where all of a sudden I think women start to ask, who am I now? And, you know, I, I think we hit that place in our uh, around age 33, where we start to question life. But then there's this yeah. second phase where it comes back around where everything has shifted again. And it's like we're back in that space again of who am I? And a lot of women encounter that from those ages of 45 to 54. Right, right. And and I always, I said from the beginning, it's kind of like being this age, you know, getting either being in menopause or getting ready to be in menopause, and and have, if you have kids, having raised them or, or whatever, um, it's kind of like being a teenager again because you have lots of hormones, and you have you're asking that question of what am I what am I going to do with my life, and and maybe there's a little less sex, I don't know, but there's a lot of similarities to that and I like to think of it that way it's like to, to, to think of, of with that same optimism you know but also fueled by experience and wisdom of, of having having been through a lot already and and kind of knowing the world and knowing having a better sense of our own power so it's it's 
it, there's similarities, but there's also very good, nice differences that we, we, we bring to this age when we're looking forward. You said something else that was really powerful, that, that when you were looking around and trying to figure out what to do, you looked back at what you had done and what you were good at. And I always do believe that life prepares us for every next step that we have. And oftentimes, I don't know that people stop and really look at what are my gifts, skills, and talents that I have continuously used and grown with all these years and how can I use them in a new way, which is what it sounds like you did. So what would you say to women that are in that place of uh, wanting to really do something else and and not having a clue as to what direction to follow? Well, my feeling is that nothing is wasted in in your life. And even if it feels maybe at the time it's kind of inconsequential or whatever, you're right, it prepares you are prepared for the next step, whether you, you just are, are acknowledging it or not. I mean, when I uh, started Next Tribe, there was, I do I do live events because I love to get women together. And when I had my lavender farm, I I always had little things happening at the lavender farm, and you know we had a lavender festival with seventeen thousand people in in our farm over a three day weekend, and so I. You know, just by throwing myself into that, I learned how to prepare and, and plan events and keep things interesting and and just so. And then when I was uh, homeschooling with my sons, I had to plan the trips we took and I had to present my, a budget to my husband so we could discuss how this is going to all work because you know limited funds. For, you know, you can't just go travel and for months and, and not know what you're spending. So that prepared me for doing the trips that I do. You know, I can, I know, and, and my experience as a travel writer. So I think that all of what we've done in our life, you know, it's, it's, it's accumulation. We, we are, at this age, we are a cumulative being. <laughs> we have, we have uh, gathered wins of experience, knowledge, uh, a heartache, all of that, you know, what things we've done wrong, all of those things kind of create who we are and provide us with such a great perspective on where to go next. If we just sit back and acknowledge that what we have inside is enough, I mean, we've, we've done it, we've been there, we've, you know, we've done the work and this is the time to kind of let the seed grow into something that we've always wanted. How exactly did you end up being a lavender queen? I'm I'm kind of <laughs> back at the lavender farm. <laughs> I would I know, love to hear that you, story. Hey, read my book, The Unlikely Lavender Queen. No, I uh, I did through um, my husband at that time was a National Geographic photographer, and he had done a story about perfume making around the world, and I spent some time with him in. Provence in the south of France, and he kept, he, during the lavender harvest, he kept saying, I think Provence is like the Texas Hill Country. I bet we can grow some lavender, and I'm like, what? And he, he, you know, started it, he put it, he put it, you know, planted it and everything, but once it started blooming, I took over because it was so beautiful, and I had so many ideas and, and stuff, but there's a really important thing that I 
it's kind of the theme of my book, and it's something I've, I've thought about a lot since then, is that this whole notion of bloom where you're planted. Have you heard mm. of that? Yes. Idea? And I think that my experience um, growing lavender was, you know, First of all, there were blooms involved, so that the, the metaphor, the, the saying works really well with that one. But you know, I had we were out in rural Texas, and I lived in Manhattan and you know downtown Austin and everything, and so I wasn't really happy about being out in, in, on two hundred acres in r- rural Texas. And I was, you know, it was just I don't know, I was just unhappy, and 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 it was just such a waste because it was a beautiful area. But at some point, and, my, and it came along with the lavender, at some point I stopped and, and thought, oh, my God, you know, I can't change where I am. I love my husband. I love the house. I love my children. I can't change where I am. What can I change? And I could change my attitude. And that's what it was a shift. It was a huge shift. Like, let me see. Let me work with what I've got here. Okay, I've got, uh, you know, land and, for, and we can plant lavender and we can, and I got a small town that is needing um, uh, amenities and needing entertainment. And, and, and so I started, I started a school with two other, a Montessori school with two other moms. I became really involved in programming at the library and brought in speakers, people I know. And I've started a film society. So what I'm saying is it was a, and I think this is, just something that all of us can use, just this idea of, like, stopping, looking to see what you have, and how you can make what's right in front of you work for you. And um, that was my big lesson in life, I think. <laughs> That's a huge message for a lot of people, because so often, and especially in this society, we are kind of bred to keep running after the next thing, or to keep looking forward, or... To, to attain some place, or even the happiness concept is kind of overblown into this shiny bobble rather than allowing and accepting where we are. And I think it is that running and that constant grasping that does create the suffering. So what you've yeah. said around being who we are, where we are, and and then being proactive, because that's the other thing you did. You became uh, a proactive creator where you were. Those are key essential ingredients to creating that fulfillment and that happiness. And then it becomes from the inside out rather than the outside yes. in. Yes. It was, it was, a, it, it, it was a huge thing. And I think about it, I think about it all the time in, in my life now. And, and, you know, it's like an attitude check. You know, if I'm feeling anxious and, you know, that feeling of, um, oh, I want to, not doing enough or that there's something else that I'm not getting. I have to stop and just do that attitude check of like, wait, what is it that I have instead of what is it that I want? You know, and, and, and kind of look at how those, how those line up and how I can make them work together instead of just, you know, feeling like, oh, I should be, Oh, I should be living in down, you know, Manhattan, and I should be doing. It's not a it's not should. It's like, okay, what is it that you're doing now? And it all goes with what I know. You discuss a lot about being present, and I think to me, that's what being present is for me is to to look what 
what I had access to and what I'm able to offer right this now. And um, instead of instead of you know dreaming of something that that's so unattainable and and so foreign and it's going to cause me so much stress and sadness if I can't get there. <laughs> My guest today is Jeannie Ralston. She is the co-founder and CEO of Next Tribe, the digital magazine and community for smart, engaged women over 45. To be a choice maker in the third phase means that what you choose to do or be must correspond with what is true for you at a soul level. What you do with your life is then meaningful. It is something you know in your bones, at your core, in your soul. It is impossible for anyone else to know your truth or judge it particularly since the same role and set of circumstances can fulfill one woman and constrict another. I invite you to find out more about what Next Tribe is doing and the different individuals that are involved in that organization. They have some great upcoming events, including a short story contest exclusively for women over 45. They believe that every woman has a story, and because they really want to hear yours, they've decided to host a short story contest for women just like you, and there are prizes, monetary prizes, so definitely check that out on their website. In addition to quite a few upcoming events to Santa Fe in September, to uh, the Day of the Dead Festival in Mexico in October, and also hiking in the Wild Chismos Mountains uh, Big Bend National Park in December. And again, you can find out about all of these things at nexttribe.com, so definitely check them out. I want to mention one of our uh, partners, and that is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. They are giving 10% off to 1111 Talk Radio listeners. So if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, you might want to look up BetterHelp because they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online and there's a broad range of expertise available that might not be available in your area. The service is for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account at any time. Message your counselor and get thoughtful and timely responses. You can also schedule a video or a phone session so you don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or wait or have commuting time. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. You can go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11 and get 10% off your first month and you can visit betterhelp.com and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11 for 10% off your first month. We'll be right back with Jeannie Ralston and Next Tribe. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I want to mention a couple of things that are taking place. You can always access the archives on 1111 Talk Radio on the show page. In addition, if you'll scroll down to the middle, you will see a banner that talks about stereo. I am now doing an after-the-show segment on an app called Stereo. So I invite you to download the Stereo.com app and look for me at Simran1111 on there, and you will see a variety of shows and other segments that I do afterward, which are uh, an opportunity for you to join the conversation. You get to join the radio show, be a part of it, share your wisdom, ask questions. We often discuss the things that are taking place on the 1111 Talk Radio Show, so it is definitely the after show. Most of the shows that I'm doing are going to be on Tuesdays, which will be the new day and time, for 1111 Talk Radio as of April. Uh, we will be moving to 11 a.m. on Tuesdays as of April 1st. So definitely tune in to the new showtime as well as the new shows and after segments that are on stereo. 
you will find and meet a lot of interesting people and hear people from all over the world joining into the conversation. In addition, I have a couple of upcoming retreats in Cashiers, North Carolina. So if you're looking to get away for three or four days and have some real deep dives into your true nature and your radiant being, then email me at simran at imsimran.com. These are small group intimate retreats. They are limited to a very small number. Uh, so to find out more about those, if you are interested, then you can contact me at simran at imsimran.com. My guest today is Jeannie Ralston, and she is the co-founder and CEO of Next Tribe. They are a digital magazine and community for smart, engaged women over 45. They have some things that are coming up that you might want to know about. Um, first of all, you might want to be a member of Next Tribe. That allows you a lot of different discounts and access to many of the different events and experiences that they have. In addition, they're doing a short story contest for women over 45 that has some cash prizes, and you can find out more details on the website about that. They believe that every woman has a story, and they really do want to hear yours. The deadline for that is April 11th. Again, you can go to nexttribe.com. And then check out some of the events that they have coming up in the year. You might have been cooped up this past year, but it's time to start traveling. And if you want to travel with a sisterhood and a group and have some fun, they are taking 12 women to Santa Fe, September 18th to 22nd. They are going to San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, for a life-affirming day of the Day of the Dead Festival, October 29th to November 4th. And December 2nd to 7th, they're going to hike in Wild Chisos Mountains of Big Bend National Park, crossing the Rio Grande for a lunchtime adventure in Mexico. And they are going to uh, access some petroglyphs that are not open to the public. So if you want to be a part of any of that, go check out nexttribe.com. Recently, they had a panel event that included a lot of individuals, including the fashion designer Norma Kamali. And she says, each decade in a woman's life teaches and informs her ability to reach her potential. This is achieved through building self-esteem, recognizing and celebrating the authentic self, and living with purpose. Embrace a healthy lifestyle, which may entail rethinking lifetime habits. This is a key to how you look and feel. Welcome back, Jeannie. That kind of ties into a bit of what you said in the last segment about really shifting the attitude and getting into a different mindset. And that does often relate to the habits that we that we end up creating over time. And so often I've seen that women that reinvent themselves in that 45 to 54 range, they they tend to have to really completely shift those habits into new behaviors. They do a deep dive spiritually often, or they get a real clue as to perhaps what their new endeavors for fulfillment or fun might be. And like you said before, you take the things that you've brought with you, but but there is a new outlook, there is a new mindset, and there is a new way of being. What do you think were the biggest things that changed for you that you see correlating in a lot of other women that you come across through your retreats? Well, one of the things that the thread that connects women who I've met through our events and through our travel is this idea that we're still explorers. We're, we still are open to exploring. And I, I actually called the call it we're yes women in in the best way 
um, we we say yes to life and yes to opportunities and um, so I think that is a big shift and the big thing that connects connects is this idea that well my favorite my favorite word for my favorite adjective for to describe next me and next time women is we're game you know g a m e we're game we're ready we're we're like okay let's go let's try it because um it's just you know that that has been such a big opening for me is to at this stage is to you know, I spent, as a mom, I spent time, like, worried a lot about how children are going to turn out or how I'm going to screw them up or whatever. But um, it was, it's a, it's a liberating feeling to think, okay, what is next and let's bring it on. <laughs> so that's a, that's a, a big, a big change for me. Another big change for me is, um, just my dedication to my my body and my health, and I think that a lot of women uh, at this age, it makes sense to to really uh, focus on that. I mean, I have in the I've always been active, a runner, and and so forth. But um, with the extra time, you know, time that I used to spend taking care of kids, I have really concentrated on you know you know being physically fit and eating better and. Um, and I'm lucky I have a husband who who really likes to cook and he likes to cook, you know, vegetarian and, and try new things. So I think that that's been a big focus. And I see that a lot of women that, that I meet through Next Tribe is this idea that let's, you know, let's not leave things to, to chance. Let's really take care of our, our bodies and, and, you know, this is our vehicle for the rest of our life, you know. <laughs> make sure the tires are all pumped up and the oil's checked and all that. (laughs) Well, I think that is very true. I know that even for myself, there was almost a greater attention that began to to certain uh, aspects of health. And, you know, whether it was starting to feel parts of my body that I didn't feel before or whether it was menopause coming on or the different changes that women go through, there is this this added... um, perspective and and this new uh, desire all of a sudden to to really start to realize what am I what am I doing with my life what am I you know looking at in the years to come and yet for myself and I don't know if this is true for you and the women that you've seen I noticed that there's more of a self-acceptance that takes place as we get into this age range than we were before we may have looked you know completely different in our 20s and and we didn't accept ourselves back then, but all of a sudden in the fifties, it seems like there's more of an acceptance. Do you find that? Oh yes, yes. And I and 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 I think you know I work out and I and I watch what I eat, not because I think oh I need you know this incredible body or anything. It's not that. It's like it's it's definitely for health reasons and to to make sure that I can keep going as long as as possible and not be in pain or suffer as I get older. But um, but yeah, I have I'm probably the, the least vain I've ever been in my life. Like I I just yeah I I'm not vain at all. I'm like yeah I like to look nice, but yeah you know that's just I am who I am at this point. I look sometimes I look at myself in the, in the mirror. I'm like 
oh my God, you again, you know, <laughs> but, but other times I'm like, yay, there you are, you're still there, you're hanging in, even your eyes are getting a little baggy or whatever, it's just, it's, it's me, and, uh, you know, we, at Next Tribe, there's, there are people, women who, who do like to do more maintenance and, uh, you know, have, have fillers and, and Botox and all that. And I, I just don't think it's, it's our place to judge anybody on what they do. But my own personal feeling is, I, I, gosh, I, I'm just happy to be here. And I don't, I'm not really worried about whether I'm going to uh, catch somebody's eye or, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I guess it was an acceptance of my looks and, you know, and I'm not, and I guess another thing that happens with women at this age, which you alluded to, is that this idea of, like, I'm tired of trying to impress people or please other people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm worrying about what other people think. I think that's a huge hurdle we overcome at this age. We kind of get past that. It's just it doesn't control our lives like it used to. So... Uh, I think that's all part of it, you know, kind of looking at yourself in, in the mirror and just going, hmm, okay, I'm here, and not worrying what the person, you know, on the street's going to think when they see you. So it's it's that part is liberating, and and it's 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 part of it's part of our power to um, to ha- put on that new jacket of like, okay. I'm not going to worry so much about what other people think. I'm going to worry about what's important to me, what's what's what uh, clicks with my moral compass and my uh, and my heart, and not worry about what society is going to judge me as. That's such an important piece, and I think the the tie-in with that is also sisterhood or the tribe or circle of women, because I think in our younger years there can often be that. Um, whether it is the competition or whether it is the insecurity of self related to the women around or uh, the comparison, it all kind of plays into how society has kind of geared us to be. But it does seem that when women get into their 50s, they are searching for and and desiring that deeper connection with other women, that closer uh, bond that is more trusting and accepting than perhaps before. Right. Is that what you're finding more and more of? Oh, yes. And and what I, uh, speaking about Norma Kamali, she has this line in her new book called I Am Invincible, that's the name of the book, and her, the quote is, girls compete, women empower, which mm. is just like, whoa. And um, what I see is th- this, this feeling, you know, there's just, there's not, that same competition. There's not. It's ridiculous to think that that happiness or whatever is a zero sum game. Or you know, like I, if you're happy, I can't be happy. Or you know, I, there's plenty of happiness to go around. And and truly, the happiest you'll probably be is when you're you've done something to serve somebody else or help somebody else. That's kind of that kind of happiness that people don't really talk about now is that of being sur- of service of of seeing your your impact on others and and knowing that you've 
gone outside of yourself. And um, that's how I've kind of, my my mission at Next Tribe has kind of morphed a bit. I mean, I obviously, I started out, it was all about articles because I love good writing. I'm all about writing. But it's it's become more of a passion for for boosting and supporting women in this age. And I feel like, you know, I've had events where I've, like a, a TV producer, Marta Kaufman, she's the co-creator of Friends and Grace and Frankie. And I had her, she volunteered to help. She goes, what can I do with you? And so I had something called a TV pitch workshop and that's where I we had like 90 applicants and we chose 12 to work directly with Marta on developing an idea for for a TV show and um and they were so these 12 women they actually got to got to pitch their ideas to a decision maker i mean it's not just like a a, a teacher she's a, somebody who can actually make decisions and and a, a, a push goals forward you know push a dream forward and so I've kind of seen that as part of, as a new element of my mission is to get, help women out there in this age group get access to, to women in positions of power, you know, who can make decisions. I, my role, I think, is to open doors wherever possible for other women. And, um, you know, there, there are so many women out there in middle America or wherever, I mean, they, everyone says, this is a great time for reinvention. Yay. And it is. But if you, if you don't have access to the, you know, to people who can, who can make a a dream happen, then it it can be so frustrating and demoralizing. So I, I really feel that I'm going to be doing more of these kind of workshops where we get really high powered women, who want to give back to other women and have them in touch with with other women who are trying to get dreams, their long-held dreams started or, you know, reviving something that they have longed to do. And so I want to put them in touch. I'm, do, I'm planning, I'm not there yet, but I'm planning a workshop for women entrepreneurs in the summer. And then we're going to pick a few of them to actually pitch their business ideas to women with who have money to invest. So again, it's all about women who who have power or access or can help make a dream come true, helping those of us who have great ideas but have no maybe no other channel to accomplish them. So I think and that is a powerful powerful model and example to other women and it is the the model that we now need to lift one another up this is Jeannie Ralston the co-founder and CEO of Next Tribe I invite you to look at their website and find out all that they're doing if you are a woman that is over 45 and you are looking for resources to be empowered events to have fun and women to connect to I invite you to explore their website, nexttribe.com. You can also check out Jeannie's own website, JeannieRalston.com, and find out more about her memoir, The Unlikely Lavender Queen, in addition to the ebook that she published about taking her children and homeschooling as they traveled. We'll be right back with more of Jeannie Ralston after these messages.
you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Each circle of women is its own invention, and yet a common pattern does emerge. A wise woman's circle can be comprised of women with something in common. They may be activists, grandmothers, corporate women, psychotherapists, craftswomen, writers, or musicians. They may be the alumni of an institution, cancer survivors, or those that are simply in a neighborhood. They may all be of a similar class, background, or race, or completely different. On the surface, they appear to have nothing in common. In either case, what shows doesn't matter, for its value is the essence of each woman herself, her soul qualities, and psychological maturity. Their honesty, trust, healing laughter, and compassion makes the circle a sanctuary for authenticity and a spiritual home base. These women who comprise circles and tribes... They are also known as the crones who have been toughened and tenderized in just the right places. This is from uh, Jean Shinoda Boland's book, Becoming a Juicy Crone, Goddesses in Older Women, Archetypes in Women Over 50. And it just felt so appropriate to read that because there's so many words and names that have been applied to women over time that oftentimes we have judged, but those names and titles also shift in our consciousness and in our heart as we embrace more and more the richness and the value of what these are. 
And, you know, when you were talking about, Jeannie, uh, in the last segment about the different things that you're doing to empower women and how you're lifting them up and you're introducing them to places of power, to me, that is rising into that wise woman, that that crone. And I don't know how you feel about that word. I happen to love that word. <laughs> but, um, I'm but fine to me, the, with it. <laughs> yes, to me, the crone is this woman that has stepped into herself and understands the value of lifting and the value of, of surrounding and embracing other women and pass on that wisdom and that knowledge. And and we need more and more of that where women are lifting each other up. And it is so nice now to see more and more women rise to heights of power and, and business and creativity that they are extending their arms to other women. So it feels like women are coming more and more into their own each and every day as we as we move through time. What do you see as some of the obstacles that still stand before us that women need to be present to so that we can all become the great crones we're intended to be? Well, I like the the one that uh, I feel like a lot of us are, have have uh, really struggled with is that idea of what people think, you know, what others think. But I think so that if we can get over that, that's that's huge. And I think it's it's also internalizing the the one problem is internalizing the messages of society that we are done after a certain age or we have a certain role after a certain age and we need to uh, go go away and 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 just play bridge or something and I have nothing against bridge I actually play bridge um, it's just that that's not all there is. And I think it's, it's that shift is generational. It has to do with, uh, you know, if you look at history, you know, deep, dark, back in the days, there was obviously, there wasn't much life after raising children because people didn't live that long. And then, um, so this is, this is kind of this, this chapter in our lives after, you know, in menopause and afterwards is, is a, a, a real blessing that, that many women in history didn't have. And then you think about, like, for my, my own mother, who is college-educated, very, very intelligent. She raised six kids. And um, then she just, it, I mean, I said she just, I don't want to diminish what she's done, but, but there is a... Um, there was no expectations for her that she had for herself or other people had for her of like what this chapter could mean. And so, and she's had a great life, but, but it's, it to me, there's, there's so much that this chapter in life can be. And, um, it's like a gift to us that we are living this long and we can be healthy at this age and we can put our years to, to work for for ourselves and for others, whether it be through volunteering or or through starting a business or or writing the novel you've always wanted to write, that kind of thing. But so I feel like if we look at this these years as a gift instead of w- with any sadness, I mean, it's um, I think that's a that'll be a huge that's a huge hurdle to overcome is to to get your mind around the blessing we have in, in, ha- in being given these years. 
Well, in truth, the 50s, 60s, 70s on up, they're different than they were in the prior generations. Like you said, like our mother's generation, 50 then and 50 now are completely different uh, phases. Right. It's it's almost as if fifty now is like the new thirty. <laughs> it's, 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 right. It's like we you know we've gotten we've we've anti aged in time yeah. um, because of what we're able to do, which is a really powerful thing. And and as women coming together, you know, when when you do things, a lot of what you do is around the travel and the trips because you have that background as a writer and also right. uh, personally through that experience. What do you see taking place when women come together in that way beyond the normal things that we would think about, which are, you know, the bonding and the, and the fun and, and the laughter and all of the enjoyment that is taking place from those experiences? What do you see birthing beyond the experiences like your trips that are coming up uh, to Mexico and to Santa Fe? What tends to be the after effect? Well, I mean, I should just say something about bonding because it I know it just sounds kind of cliche, but I'm always amazed at how quickly it happens on these trips. Like it's it's like day two, people are like best you know, there's no awkwardness because the every woman on this tri- on these trips are like minded. They're they're ready for for something new and have an open mind and even women who come and haven't been they don't know anybody. They come on their own, and we've had plenty of that. And they're they're brought right in to the to the to the circle, and there's no you know stumbling. And so I I love to see that happen, and I love to see what happens is the the support given to one another. That I mean, it's beyond bonding. It's it's like the the un, there's a level of understanding of where somebody's at. And, um, you know, that I, I see that we do our a beach retreat, a yoga retreat in the spring. We, we should have been there last week, but uh, we had to cancel, of course. But we, we're doing it again in 2022. And we do yoga. We do writing exercises, you know, and do photography classes. And the way each other, each woman cheers each other on in their writing, in their getting to emotional emotional depths you know that um they didn't they didn't expect on a you know on a on a trip you know like oh we're getting together with a, a bunch of women but uh, other women but they don't necessarily expect to go to the depths that they do like to really feel in their heart and be understood i guess it's that being understood is so powerful and um one of the things we do on our San Miguel trip every year when we go for day of the dead is we make an altar for those who have passed in our lives, and we um, that's part of the tradition. And we talk about, we spend an evening, before we go out to dinner, we spend an evening talking about, each person gets up and talks about the person or the people on that they've made mementos to on the altar. And um, that is so powerful because it's cathartic, and it's also, it, you know, I had we actually had a woman on our one trip who had lost a child and I was just braced for just people just sobbing, but, and people did cry of course, but she afterwards said that is so great because I never get to talk about her. People are scared to ask me questions about my daughter because they think don't want me to feel bad, but I want to talk about her. And so, you know, those kind of feelings are, 
places places you go when you are when you are with people you you trust and who you feel understand you. And I think that's what we build on these trips. And we also do, um, and I should say our Big Bend trip also includes, um, it's not just hiking, it's also, we go to an art town uh, called Marfa, which is in the middle of nowhere, but it's really famous art uh, community. And um, so, and what we do on, another thing we do on those trips is meet women who live in the towns that we, we visit. Like in Santa Fe, we'll go to the homes of artists and writers who live there. And so um, what I think an, another thing these trips provide is that sense of how extensive the network is. Like you aren't, and that just reinforces that feeling you are not alone and, and the desire to do and be seen and, heard and people all in all these places we visit there are women like you who want that and it's it's just, it's an encouraging thing that there you're you really are a tribe you know <laughs> there's mm. a, a tribe of women who are who are moving forward and in that seeing that and hearing that and seeing how other women live in a different area is just it, it's it's that extra encouragement. Well, if you're waiting to, that. if you're waiting to find your next tribe, then I invite you to visit nexttribe.com. Uh, be a part of their membership. It offers you discounts on many of the events and things that are taking place. You can check out all of the upcoming travel trips that will be happening over the next year, and also the short story contest. Again, meet. Jeannie Ralston, and the entire crew at Next Tribe. The first and second waves of feminism began with women meeting together and talking about their lives, dreams, and issues, as friends do, and then taking action. The third wave of feminism is now gathering in women's psyches. It is first visible in the growing number of grassroots women's circles that have a sacred dimension. Circles of women and conscious raising are the means through which women bring about change in themselves and change patriarchy. Circles proliferate organically, and they are like plants, some disseminating seeds of information and inspiration, and new circles grow from them. Others send out runners that take roots close by. One woman talks about her group, and another woman who decides to forms one herself. This is how women empower women. I invite you to, again, to explore Next Tribe and all of the things that they are doing. Join me next week with my guest, Jennifer Gell, as we are talking about the return of planet Sedna. Jennifer's been a guest on 1111 Radio before, and her insights are brilliant, so definitely don't miss that. And join me for the after show on Stereo. Tune in and be a part of the show. Share your comments, ask your questions, and talk about the wisdom that you have gained from each of the shows that we have had on 1111 Talk Radio as we dive deeper into some of the topics. Again, that's Stereo.com, the after show. You can click on the banner in the middle of the show page to go directly to my page. On that app, it's Simran1111. You just download the app for free. Thank you again, Jeannie Ralston, for being a part of 1111 Talk Radio. I am Simran, and until next time, in love, of love, with love, and as love, be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. 
Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.